We have the NFL draft starting tonight. We're either going to get the next Jamarcus Russell or the next Joe Burrow. The NBA playoffs move on, and baseball, for some reason, likes to keep hitting the New York Met players. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back once again to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Mr. Brown and Canadian Biggie. What is up, everybody? Uh, I'm uh, I'm glad to be inside here. I've been on the roof all day like Biggie normally is. I feel like I got sunburn on my lips. It hurts. Make that make sense. I was on the roof yesterday all day at Toyota. There's only like 62 outside, but they got a white roof there, reflective. <laughs> I got home and my head and my neck were just hot. What's going on here? It wasn't warm. And doggone it if i didn't get a sunburn all the way up the back of my head to where my hat was that way do you have the uh the ring of death on the back of your head i can show you when we're done here it's not the ring of death but it could be death okay so biggie's got a bald head and if you're wearing a adjustable cap you know you, you typically have that little sunspot there yep. it's just a little, little love tap that's got a little. new hat this year so i don't have to deal with that all right well that that's good glad you're making changes i'm glad he's back to his canadian roots this week right not buffalo not that boston biggie whatever week. he says he was well he it, said, i immediately well. went to like buffalo bob in my head yeah Buff, <laughs> buffalo bill yeah it's, yeah. Just, it's nhl yeah. it's playoff time of year and i'm just not enough into my hockey fights beards playoff dude Lord we, we know Cup. We, i feel like i'm not representing Canada. we don't represent hockey at all that's why we had mr brown had to go find people on the internet just to run our hockey group yeah we got uh six new admins and they're doing a nice job so far it's, so thank you you gotta be better than what we were doing yes thanks a lot bone hammer hope mm-hmm. you're listening Set the bar pretty damn low. <laughs> he did. That's all right. So, Mr. Brown, you're a little excited tonight, aren't you? Uh, yeah, it's like my second Christmas morning already this spring. Uh, and uh, why is that? Explain to the listeners why you're so excited to watch some baseball tonight. Well, the best player in baseball is making his debut tonight. Ooh. Freddie Freeman's coming back to Atlanta? Yeah, he's DHing. Because you know, Olsen's a better fielder. <laughs> you know how there's a bunch of different days throughout the year, and you find out this is National Siblings Day, Middle Child Day. You know that you can petition or put a form out to have those become your day. So if you were going to do that, what would today be? You could, you could make it National Ronald Acuna Jr. Day? Acuna Matata Day. Acuna, oh, I like that. Matata. Did you just make that up? Yes. We need, but, to, we need to get started that'll on That'll look shirt good on that. a calendar. All right, so uh, – T-shirt. It's it's awesome, um, but like we, me and Biggie's heading down next Friday, or I'm Friday, he's Saturday. But I'm, I was supposed to be at the first game. Acuna came back on May sixth, but two things: he's been blowing up minor league pitching and running around like a crazy person, diving head first, stealing bases. I think he already had four stolen bases at AAA, and the Braves aren't hitting, and the Mets are off to a very hot start. So they're like, you know what? If you're going to play nine innings down there, you might as well just play it right here. Maybe he thought that he had to make it back to the bigs. Like, he's got a contract. Does he yeah. know that? I mean, you know, he doesn't have to His be agent, going clearly. all out like that. Yeah, I don't know. He's got a contract if you want to call it that. You can uh, thank uh, Turbo Tommy's Mets for making the call-up happen. Yeah, I mean, they're they're putting some pressure on. But I, I real quick, since we're talking about going to games and, and minor league ball, so, you know, we have a minor league team, not affiliated, but here local in Charleston, the uh, Dirty Birds, if you will. So I, I took in the sights and sounds the other night. Isn't it the Atlantic game. League? Is that right? I think it's the Atlantic League. Okay. Yep. They're playing a team from Long Island. And I was telling Mr. Brown this earlier. Uh, it's kind of different because these are all guys that don't have any um, 
minor league eligibility, right? So they're done with their call-ups. So these are guys that have already been in the show. They all have experience. And I, I found myself with Google out every time somebody came to bat and you're like, oh, they've been on three major league teams or this guy actually made more than a million dollars one year. So like they're guys that have played and some of them have World Series experience. Like it's kind of crazy. But anyway, it's a much better quality of game. And like, even though it's just the the minor league, essentially, these are guys that have played in the majors. They're just trying to get an opportunity for somebody to see them. So they give them another shot. Still just playing because they love the game so much, hoping to get one more shot at the show. Well, they probably like the money. Uh, I don't think the 1400 bucks a week they're getting in Charleston is helping pay the bills. But you know what? That's still better than working at McDonald's. True. True. I mean, it, you play the game as long as you can, because when it's over, it's over. Then you got to do something real for the rest of your life. So, so I wanted to bring up some fan interactions. And, uh, you know, I love minor league ballparks and, and how they have their different promotions and things like that. But there wasn't anything special going on on Saturday night, except for they had fireworks. And, you know, Mr. Brown, you and I went to a Reds game uh, separately, but at the same time, and you had some fan interactions there and, and you were uh, getting the bleachers a little rowdy, right? Oh yeah, we had uh, a couple rednecks. They were down in their uh, I'm trying to think, I think their Miller Lights, uh, one after another. They were I think they were pretty well drunk when the game started, but they were, they were like uh, the kid on rookie uh, rookie of the year, and he was like, "Come on now, batter kid, come on now, kid, I'll throw down the middle now, kid," and they were just gonna feeding off of each other. Like, and these were like 50, 55 year old men, two of them. So then, you know, I was like, I'm going to have fun with this. Anybody that's ever watching Practical Jokers, one of Sal's punishments was see as they get up in the front row and start chanting, let's get sexy. They'd start ch- right. clapping. I had a whole section of about 40 fans doing it just to get those two guys around. You were in left field and I was in right field, and I could tell where you were sitting. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that, that's, that's a compliment. But anyway, you know, my experience that day was different. I had a jackass in front of me that, that stood up the whole time, and I was about ready to throw him onto the field. And, and, like, it's fine if everybody's standing up, but we're not in the bleachers, and the guy directly in front of me decides to stand up randomly. And, you know, you let it go a couple times, but then eventually you got to have some words. But that's that was my experience. So I go to the, the local minor league game, and the first thing, I have two interactions. I have people in front of me and people behind me, okay? So there's some guys sitting in the very front row. I'm in the third row, but I can hear them. And there's this one guy who looks like he's got like the Cro-Magnon man jaw. Like it's, it's sti- the bottom jaw sticks out way further than it should. And, and he's got the neck, <laughs> Cartoon tat- character. neck tattoo going on, the gold chain glasses and douchebag haircut, douchebag baseball hat. All right. So he's there with a couple of his other friends who equally look douchey. <laughs> and, and they're having conversations, and I can't really tell what they're talking about because I don't care. But eventually, it comes up that neck tattoo guy, well, he can throw in the mid-90s. Like he, he's got, he's got, got the heater, you know? And he's started... But, he, but he's watching the game from the seats. Uh, uh, that's the fun part, right? He, he could actually be out there. Now, there's a guy warming up in the bullpen that I'm listening to another fan who really follows this minor league team knows this guy throws in the nineties. Right. And you can tell, man, we're like 10 feet away. You can hear it. You can feel it. And this guy with the neck tattoo is telling everybody that sits next to him, you know, 50 bucks. I I can do it. There's a radar gun here, you know, and he starts taking, he's got $200 on the, all right. Oh, we got $300. It's $400 now. And I, I'm just looking at him and, and, and I start, 
telling my wife, I was like, look at this moron who thinks he can throw in the 90s. Like, there's no way. Like, I, I will bet a paycheck this guy cannot clear not Because he does not, like, he looked like David Wells with a neck tattoo, okay? So, like, let's just be honest. And, and I don't think he's conditioned the same way. So, at some point, we make eye contact, and all I can do is just shake my head at him. You know? And he's just like, what? And I, I, all I can say is, no chance in hell. And he said, you want to get on the bet? And I said, you ain't even worth my time. I said, you're not even going to get on the field for a radar gun. I'm going to laugh when you can't even get over 82. And that's all I said. So he I, I apparently pissed him off enough to where he walks down. to. They have the old school bullpen. It's not really a bullpen. It's just the uh, warm-up right there on the foul line. Yeah. And he's talking to the catcher and the pitcher over there, asking where the um, – the radar gun is, and of course, they oblige him and tell him it's like what's well, actually up top. They just shoot it down, and and he's like, "I need to, I got a bet going. I need to show that I can pitch ninety five miles per hour." And the the pitcher just laughs, like just and and like the guy's so defeated, right? <laughs> but I'm like, I just start like so oh. when he walks back, I just point at him, and go, <laughs> just laugh at him. Yeah. I was like. How many beers have you had to, to sit there and you legitimately think you could just cold go out there? And he's probably like 35, 40 years old. Like, what is this? The rookie? Like, yeah. no, that ain't happening. Like, what what do you do if you're sitting 10 feet away and you hear that conversation? Do you engage like I did or do you not? Uh, it would be hard not to, especially if he was adamant about keeping it going. Like, he wouldn't sit down. He's right. like trying to get as many people to take bets as he can. Yeah, that's when you have to engage. If he's just sitting there with a buddy and you overhear a conversation of, I could do this, I could do that, eh, whatever, who cares? When you're standing up and you're taking away from my experience or making yourself a part of everyone's experience there, then you got to run that guy. I I just, I, I would have been great. I, there's no way dude had money. Like, uh, there's no way, like, if he loses that bet. When he lost that bet, he'd have been running 95 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm telling you, it, if, if he – he looked like the kind of guy that if he threw it as hard as he could, the ball's going to go like three feet in front of him straight down because he threw it so hard that he had no control and he just spiked it. He'd make 50 Cent look good, right? That's exactly. That's a <laughs> great comparison. So, all right. That was number one. Number two, the people behind me had been having a couple drinks, and I'm ignoring their conversation as long as I can, but they started talking about John Boo. Do you know about John Boo? No, tell me about John Boo. You don't know about John Boo? I do not. Man, I've heard John Boo five times. We'll say six times, maybe seven times at this point. And then they finally referenced John Boo's rum. You know about John Boo's rum? I know of a different guy's rum, but not John Boo's. Oh, uh, what? Who? Who do you know? Greg, whose swimming trunks do you have? Whose t-shirt do you have? The one and only Joe Boo. No, no, no. I think it's John Boo. It must be right, right? If no, I mean, no, I don't think it's Joe Boo. It's John Boo. John Boo? It's John Boo. I got to tell you, of the two stories that you've told so far, this is the one where I would have had to say something a lot sooner. Yeah, right. So this is what happened, though. I, I correct him into it being Joe Boo. Yeah. And he wants to say it's John Boo. And I'm like, you need to go watch the movie again. So Ask him if he has Allstate insurance. So this <laughs> it spirals into a trivia night of Major League now for the next two innings where – this guy who thought it was – and I could tell he quit talking about John Boo once he Googled it and realized it was Joe Boo. But then he decided to start asking his buddies some other questions, 
and uh, it was like, who's the name of the uh, the catcher? And um, they're like, ah, uh, I don't know. Tom Berenger, I know that much. And they're like, yeah, but what's his name? And they're like. So how many ah. takes was it before they got Jake Taylor? Dude, it was like every day I got Jake Taylor. Like it's, I'm, I'm like, it's Jake. Like they, they were just trying to get his first name. They go, Jake, what's his like Taylor. Like, come on guys. You know? And then like, they'd be quiet for a minute. What was his girlfriend's name? And then the one guy's like, I knew what she did in college though. She was a swimmer in the 400 medley. Like you remember that, but you can't remember Jake Taylor. You son of a bitch. Like it's terrible. And then, and then I was like, it's Rene Russo. And then it was, it got into the, the owner. Cause I guess one of them was a Reds fan and the, you know, I can lament that right now. You know, let's talk about selling the team, Bob. But, um, you know, what was the owner's name? It was Rachel Phelps. Come on. I was like, you guys are asking trivia about a movie. Everybody should know if you're even sitting in a ballpark right now, like you guys need to go watch it again. This is terrible. And I was like, who's the manager? And then they're like, oh, oh, it's that one guy. I was like, I got to see a guy about a set of white walls. Get back to me when you know it's Lou Dorn. But, I mean, it's just – yeah, or Lou Brown. Lou Rick Brown. Dorn. I was combining. See, yeah. now I'm a Roger genius. Dorn. They got me so screwed up, I'm combining names. Lou Brown. But, anyway, it was uh, – that dude, that was painstaking. Like, I can't sit there and listen to so, – they were sitting right behind me, and they were sitting four seats apart – so they're they're shouting at each other so they can hear. And I'm Do you feel the, like you remember the the players from the major league team really well from the first one? Yeah. Pitchers, everybody. Like I I thought everybody knows that. Well, I just I have a question for you. It's just weird that this we would get on this topic. John Boo. Me and Acuna Matata had a conversation earlier and it was about a guy we went to high school with. We were talking baseball and brought up Eric Stevens, who was a pitcher on the high school baseball team. Remember Eric Stevens from I, high I school? Yeah. Okay. Who is he as a pitcher for uh the major league team, Cleveland Indians? Uh, is he uh just trying to hang on and when you get a little older, you're going to do whatever you can to put on that ball to uh, make sure it gets over the you plate. You put snot on a ball? <laughs> um, God, I, I feel like a, a, I've gotten so animated now, I can't remember his name. I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. name. No, nah, give me an initial. Give me an initial. Give, just give me a letter. H for his last name. Um, oh, my God. Chad, I'm kind of disappointed because you're usually an ace I know. on movies. I, I'm looking right at him. You saying Jesus Christ can't throw a curveball? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not Hanson or anything like that. It's, uh, I don't know. Mm, it's I can see a space. No, I can't it's remember. It's Harris. Harris. Uh, one of the most, he might as well be Smith, Joe Smith. Yeah, but, you know, great, great movie. But I'm just – I felt disrespected by the fans behind me. It was just – it took away from enjoying a baseball game because I got to hear their nonsense over John Boo. And that's what sucks, too, is that you're there to enjoy. So you expect some loud up and down between you, even the guy standing up if it's a big play. But when you stand up the whole time or you try to engage people and, hey, here's – give me 20 bucks, I can do like, this. It look, takes away from I, I don't drink anymore, right? So, like, it's – for me to get agitated and not be, you know, a little fluid, you know, that that's there's something wrong with you then. Yep. Like, I shouldn't be that agitated. Rather that or that's my problem. My wife said I'm more fun if I drink, so maybe I need to go back to the bottle. 
right. All right. Last thing I wanted to ask just on the subject of baseball. Um, what, what's happening? We talked about the Mets and them putting pressure on the Braves, but why in the hell are the the Mets getting beanballed by everybody right now? Like, are, are they on pace to get hit like 200 times this year? Like, what's happening? How many times did the Cubs hit them in one series? I, I feel them, like I don't know. <laughs> the Cubs throw at everybody. No, that was the Brewers. And then the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know Buck Showalter's pissed, though. I was reading something that I think they were complaining about the baseballs. Like, I don't know that they want a humidor like Coors has, but they were, they were complaining that I, and then you're hearing some pitchers talk about that. Well, we don't have the sticky stuff anymore. So we're not quite as in control as we used to be. Well, sounds like a cop out excuse to me. It, it does sound like cop out excuse. Although with all the rules are changing, why don't they come up with a substance that every pitcher can use equally that allows them to control the ball? It's better. It's player safety. Uh, yeah, and then you can market it. And you can sell it. And you can yes. be a millionaire, Biggie. Let's do this. All right, this is our path make to our retirement. Own spotter tech, tech, whatever. I like it. I mean, why not? So. Anyway, they're getting hit a lot, and then Arenado gets one high and inside, doesn't hit him, but he gets pissed off, and we got a benches uh, clearing brawl, and I was listening to Mad Dog uh, talk about it, and he said, I know people aren't going to like this, but it's actually kind of good for baseball. What I liked was a uh, tweet that Gronk sent out, and it was uh, a picture of the benches clearing, and he said, enough of this. If the bench is clear, they all have to fight. (laughs) Well, enough pushing they, and shoving. They were saying it's not bad for baseball because in the middle of the NFL draft, which is going to be later tonight, the NBA playoffs are going on. Baseball, it's cold. It's a slow start to the year. We already had the lockout issues. So, hey, let's throw a little little heat on here and see if we can get people talking about it. I mean, I'm not saying it's orchestrated, but I can also see baseball saying, I don't care if the benches are clearing. It yeah. might get us on Sports Center. I mean, hell, half the time they don't even want to cover baseball anymore. Mr. Brown's good with it as long as it's the Mets getting hit because he wants first place. Yeah, I don't I don't want none of my Braves getting hit, especially not Acuna, but um I'm excited to play the Mets coming up here soon. Well, uh oh, you're not playing the Mets tonight. It's the no, Cubbies. The Cubbies. Uh, they already start? Yeah, I was behind on my pregame. Oh my God. Yeah, we're twenty three pitches in already. Yeah, and they already scored, so we missed them. Oh, who scored it? Was it, it was an Austin Riley uh, solo home run. Riley had a home run. Ah oh, man. Oh, it's uh future Hall of Famer, best thing since Ken Griffey Jr., Jason Hayward. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Cause we were talking about uh, you know, draft prospects and not which, you know, we're gonna see if we can hit or miss on any of these NFL guys tonight. So you got any uh any predictions you want to hold? We don't know the draft yet, so we're just saying, you know, you got a prediction quarterback in the top ten? Well, I think Willis will go top ten. Go to Carolina? Yep. I- I'm with you there. Uh, and the other thing is I think whoever passes on Jordan Davis is going to regret it. He's projected to go like 13 or 14 right now. He's the next Aaron Donald. They always talk about you got to have in rushers, edge rushers. He's a two-down guy. How do you disrupt the quarterback? You do it up the gut. He's a freak as far as his size. He runs like there's no tomorrow. He's on the national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. He should be a top five pick. Well, we'll see if that comes to fruition. We got NFL draft talk coming up later once it starts. All right, so Biggie, your Bulls, Mr. Brown, your Bulls, they they didn't get it done, man. They they law they're they're injured, depleted, whatever. They didn't have their point guard, but the Bucks. You know, they, they, they put him to bed. 
You know, two things suck about that. Games one and two in Milwaukee were competitive. Lost game one, it was close. One game two gave me hope that they might make this a real long competitive series. But to the death of me, Grayson Allen, who hurt one of my favorite players, Alex Grew, so absolutely killed us in this series. Wait, they did you see where they were booing him sarcastically? Yeah, he wants his teammates to boo him. He said it gets him more pumped up. <laughs> How many games did you say they've won against them in the last? It was like. The Bucks have won twenty of the last twenty-two matchups with the Bulls. Ouch! That's they beat them eight out of nine this year. Yeah, they making them their bitch. I mean, yeah. like we had, we didn't have Lonzo, but the fact that they lost Middleton for the whole series and he's out for this whole upcoming series against Boston, you think we'd have a chance? But I was telling Biggie last night, like you got these teams that are playing with this type of edge now on defense. The Nets weren't one of them. The Bulls aren't one of them. The Bulls are a finesse team. You got people like the Memphis uh, Grizzlies. Yeah. They're like – they got this edge to them. The Bucks have that edge. And the, and the officials have kind of taken a step back. Yeah. And they're like, all right, boys, it's playoff time. Let's, yeah, look let, at some of these scores the of the playoff off. games. Like yeah. you just said. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. It just It's like they're playing defense again, but it's playoff basketball, and they're letting them play a little bit. Well, it's like even like the Warriors and Nuggets series, like you figured that would be high scoring, and it wasn't really. Uh, but all right, but to the Celtics and, and Bucks series coming up, like you, you're saying that you think that might be the, the, the must-watch series. Yeah, and I was talking about that edge, and I didn't even bring up Boston, which is probably the edgiest and most defensive team of the playoffs. Definitely. Um. I think it's going to be the best series, the next series coming up. Uh, I love what the Celtics just beat that, breaks off of the Nets. It was great. Oh, murdered them. I think that the Bucks will win, but it'll be seven games. So I think that's the uh, de facto Eastern Conference Finals. The winner of that wins the conference. And I'm with you. I think the Bucks win it, and I think it goes six or Even seven. Even without Middleton. I do. The thing about the Bucs in this first-round series, the way they've played throughout the entire season, they're not playing like a team coming off a championship. There are teams still hunting a championship, and I think it starts with Giannis and trickles down. And I'll tell you why I think that they'll still beat the Celtics. And everyone was praising how Tatum was playing defense on Durant. He played oh, yeah. him a lot. But the thing is, Giannis ain't Durant. He's not. He's and not. Durant is the type of guy that – when the pressure's on, he's not going to impose his will. Like if his jump, if he can't find his jump shot, he ain't going to be the guy that's going to back you down and dunk on you either. So let, let's stop there just for a second because we get, well, especially Biggie uh, gets uh, kind of labeled as being LeBron bashers and LeBron <laughs> haters, right? Uh, Biggie, you own that uh, label, correct? Hundred ten percent. Okay, so a lot of people were throwing shade, saying, "Well, where are you going to be at when when it's KD?" And here we are, uh, KD cowered, crumbled, and fell. Like, it was bad, and it got to the point where it just seemed like he wanted the games to be over. He wasn't even taking shots in the last two games. Well, KD in the last game had a big game. He ended up scoring like 37, but it was almost like he was going to put up his numbers just so he could say he was there. But it's the same thing. There was a reason KD went to Golden State and played. He is a great hooper, and in his own words, he wants to hoop, play video games. He's not a leader. He went He's to, not an alpha, man. Yeah, he He's went to the Nets. That's the best Dude, way to say it. He's not an alpha. He's a beta man. You give him Kyrie and Ben Simmons, there's no way he can rein those two in. He doesn't have the ability to do that. Well, he, he didn't have to rein in worry, Ben. You don't have to worry. <laughs> About but and Ben was going to play in game five, you know, but he just then he realized it wasn't <laughs> happening. Yeah. I'll be um, game eight. I'll play. Yeah. You can't, you can't 
be out there like he is jumping teams and have that much of just a fall on your face. It'd be one thing if you lost in the second round, maybe it's not quite as bad. Not only did you lose, you got swept. I mean, you just got it stuck to you bad. The only team to get swept. Yeah. I mean, I love what the Celtics did. And like I said, Tatum played great defense, but I do not think he can man up Giannis. No, you're probably right. But I saw the clips of the defense and like Durant, like you, Yes, soft, crybaby, whatever. He 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 folds. All right, he he needs to be the B guy. If he's the A guy, it's not going to happen. Even when he was at OKC, you could probably say Westbrook might have been the A guy. He can be the Westbrook A was player. Definitely the alpha. Yeah. So yeah. so all that being said, um, the uh, ah, I lost my train of thought with all that. Damn it! What were we talking about? We were talking about how KD sucks, and we're going to move forward in the playoffs without him and flat Earth guy. Oh, the, but the, the the defense that the Celtics were playing, like it was exhausting. Like they, he couldn't even get open. Like, I've never seen Durant, who we've talked about as being one of the smoothest, easiest to score guys, probably anywhere the on best the floor. pure offensive player ever. He had to work just to get shots off against that defense. Just to even get defense. the ball. And then he's shooting, and there's like two guys in his face. Yeah. Like, it was it was ridiculous. And they're like, yeah, go ahead, have Kyrie beat us. Well, one of the things I love about this next series, look at the head coaches for Boston and uh, Milwaukee. You have Mike Budenholzer from Milwaukee and Ami Uduko. I'm not going to say his name right, for Boston. Uh People in Boston wanted to turn on him 10 games into the season. You know who their disciples love? We always talk of coaching trees. They're both pop guys. Really? Yeah. Okay. So they run a specific system. They play defense, and their stars are held accountable. I just really like where this is moving. I'm glad, personally. I picked the Nets to go a lot further than what they did. But with Katie and Kyrie out, LeBron not making the playoffs, one of the real nice things is that we're actually getting even coverage throughout all these teams as opposed to right. what's it it's end up being. It's not dominated by anybody. I'm not hating LeBron's one of the greats, but when LeBron is in the playoffs, even We know now, what ESPN does. Oh, I it mean, is. It's, it's LeBron. That's not a knock on LeBron. That's not. That's a knock on ESPN. Like, uh, yeah, anybody. yeah, yes, I agree. It's not a LeBron yeah. knock. We're, we're not, ESPN. yeah, because when LeBron's in the finals, yes, he deserves the coverage, but like, when it's the playing tournament or the first round, like, no, we don't really care. Let's let's talk about some John Moran or something like that. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the just sticking with the East, uh, Biggie, you got your fingers crossed. You're watching with bated breath tonight if the Raptors can lock up the series uh, tied at three games apiece. Because what is what is your boy Doc Rivers known for? Joking, <laughs> specifically. <laughs> Uh, Doc knows how to blow leads. If Doc wasn't as well-liked as he did, you'd know that he has 41 uh, potential game closing out, potential series closing losses as a head coach. Is that, is know, that a real stat? It is. I <laughs> felt like he just pulled it out of his He ass. blew a 3-1 lead when he was an Orlando head coach, but they were the eight seed, so I give him a pass on that one. When Boston did win their title, they went to seven games in every single series except for one. They played the eight-seed Bulls in the first round that year with Ben Gordon. Went to seven games, never should have. They were up 3-1 in multiple series. Is it a home road thing? Is that what it is? He, it's. I don't think it's so much home road because they always get up 2-0, 3-1, then they blow it. Because they're at home. Yeah. They're usually a good record, so they got home court. But uh, you look at the Lob City days when he had Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. 
3-1 up against uh, Houston with James Harden and nobody else. They were up 27 in the third quarter and blew that. Let's go all the way back to a Celtics days playing the Lakers in the finals when they would have had their second title. Game 7 in LA, they're up 13 going to the fourth quarter in a game that finished with both teams under 90, and they blew a 13-point lead. It just... It follows. You, you rattle this off so well. I feel like you might dislike Doc Rivers just as much as you dislike LeBron James. No, 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 no. I like, I like LeBron a lot more than I do Doc Rivers. Ah, <laughs> there we go. Wow. We got to figure it out. Overrated, right? It's just uh, one of those deals. Let's see. I'm done with the Clippers. I'll go jump and be the Sixers head now, coach. My favorite thing you've ever said is Doc Rivers is a is a coach that'll take a great team and make them good. He's the best at taking what should be great and making it good. I mean that. There you go. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I'm I'm yes, kind of I'm kind of rooting for the Raptors with you. Uh, although, man, I do like Embiid. Man, I'd love to see him get something. But I, I mean, I th- I know the Raptors aren't going to do anything. I would love to see Miami against Philly. Just I know just what I want yeah. personally. I mean, is Miami a threat at all in the East? I mean, they I know you feel like the de facto be, championship's going to be, you know, the Celtics and Bucks. If, but. if you ask me, I say hell no. I I wanted to go crazy and have the Hawks beat them in the first round. I think they're the most overrated one seed in the history of basketball as far as finishing one when I don't I know that their record put them there and they play defense and all that, but I, I don't think they're nearly as good as Boston, Milwaukee, Golden well, State, let me, Phoenix. Let me, let me put you on the spot here. So who wins the Philly-Toronto series? Philly will end up winning the series, but I think it's, it's going to go to seven. It's going to go seven. All right, yep. so Philly, Philly wins. So Miami-Philly. Miami will win. How many games? Well – They'll win in six games for two reasons. One, the reason this will go to seven tonight is because Thibault for uh, Philly, he can't play in Toronto because he's not vaxxed. The reason that Philly loses in six games to Miami is the same reason. Have you watched James Harden play? Do you realize he's the old guy at the Y now who can't get off the floor? Yep. He can't score. He's barely getting 17 points well, a that's, game. That's part of that's because he's actually playing defense a little bit. Yeah. And I don't think he's used to that. So now he doesn't know how to condition himself so, to do both sides of the floor. You're taking a Sixers team that should win that series with top 75 all-time James Harden and possible league MVP Joel Embiid, who's playing with torn ligaments in his hand. They should be in the Eastern Conference Finals. They won't because of two reasons. Doc Rivers and James Harden got old right before eyes. <laughs> so, all that being said, not bad for the worst number one over, overall seed in the history of the league to go in the to, Eastern, to Conference, Eastern Finals. Conference Finals. <laughs> By default. But By we're default. here. <laughs> uh, you know what they are to me? They're the Chicago Bulls a year before Derrick Rose blew his knee out. They had a great regular season record. They lost to the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, and you knew when the playoffs started there was no way they were ever getting out of the conference. All right. That's so, how I feel about the Heat. All right, let's flip over. And Jimmy Butler and his stupid Ninja Turtle headbands. All right, move on. Let's flip over to the West. All right, so we well, wait, we still have a, a couple of series going on. So we got Phoenix is playing right now. Phoenix and the New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans. There They're playing right now. And I think now, now the, is this just because Booker's hurt? Well, he's back tonight, but if Booker wasn't hurt, I think this series is either clearly over tonight or over in the last game. Booker really, the Booker loss really hurt him. I mean, he's their star. I yeah. mean, you say what you want about Chris Paul and, and, and whatnot. Booker's a stud. And Eaton's great, but or Aiton, uh, you know, it's Booker's their 30 point guy that he's going to, he's going to lead you through. So, are are they going to walk away from this? Or are they they going to? Yeah, they'll, they'll take the series. 
I mean, they should. Yep. I mean, I felt like it was already over, and then like, what's Todd? Like, it's it's nuts. But well, some of those guys who were former Lakers uh, when LeBron went there and they traded for some veterans have really benefited from moving away. Brandon Ingram is one of them. He has really blossomed. He's been carrying me at a thirty the other night. The thing about the Pelicans that I would love to see, and we all know it's not happening. Let's say they steal the series and they get to the second round. Zion, instead of giving me those 360 dunks, give me 15 minutes a night. <laughs> His 15 minutes of fame is about up. Uh, speaking of uh, Zion, any chance he plays at all in the playoffs? I, I, I wish, but I would have to say no. I don't think there's any chance. It's not happening. All right, so you got uh, – Something real quick. So you got Zion and John Morant. Well, yeah, that's where I was going to go next. Oh, go okay. ahead. No, I'm just it, I posted this in Biggie's Lee uh, po- uh, group the other night. The fact that you got Zion and you got Ja both got drafted by non-traditional NBA powerhouse teams. You got Zion who's acting like a little bitch about it. You know he he ain't want to play in New Orleans. No. And then you got Ja who's want to impose his will and make Memphis what it is but memphis is a historical nba oh town. yeah 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 it, it, i mean they've seen the likes of big country reeves rich abdur rahim all those types of good guys but i love the fact that he has that dog mentality and he wants to put the team on his back and and make them somebody well and they were a two seed this year right yeah i mean they're they're not messing around now you got uh uh, Minnesota, which uh, you, you you were mentioning earlier about teams that are just fighting and clawing, and man, Minnesota, they're a hard team not to like root for right now. The only one guy on their team that I don't root for is Pat Bev, and I'll give you this stat: like Mr. Brown's just talking about Jaw. After uh, Patrick Beverly scored on Ja Morant and hit the too small celebration with 4:25 left in the game, every single Memphis point from that point on to the final buzzer was scored by Morant completely yeah. took the game over and he's been getting a little craft through these playoffs I, about not I being hope, able to do that I hope Morant is the guy that's that's ready to take that torch for this next generation because you're about to see that changing of the guard um but man it's been a fun series and we were down here was it last week uh we were doing the show and it was like a 20 point lead and then it wasn't a 20 point lead then it was a 20 point lead again like those games have been just kind of crazy. But, I, you know, I think um, Memphis is ultimately the one that you're going to see make a little bit of a run here. But you got um, the the series wrapped up last night with uh, the Warriors and the Nuggets. And Jokic, man, he was doing everything he can. He's got the team on his back. He's got busted hamstrings or whatever's going on. And, um, man, just Golden State, I, I was listening to the players talk about, like, they forgot because they haven't been in the playoffs for two years. Like, people don't realize that. The Warriors have been out of the playoffs for two years. They forgot what it's like to close out a team, and they said that's why they didn't sweep them. We had to just remember what it was like to put somebody away, and they put them away last night. Well, two things about last night. One, there's nothing better in the NBA right now than watching Steph Curry when he gets the feels and he's just shooting shots that shouldn't go in, and they're nothing but net. And uh, two, the Warriors kind of right now, I heard this on the radio earlier today, and it made me think of the mid-90s Bulls where they win three titles, Jordan retires, they're in the playoffs, but they're not so good. The Warriors were in the finals five straight years, and then there's a couple years injury, Durant leaves, Curry's hurt, Clay's hurt, oh, they're all done. They reload with young talent, Kaminga, Poole, Gary Payton, uh, Wiseman, Gary if Payton he could ever play. in the league, really, and he's uh, like a big contributor. Like, he was left in the wasteland. They... 
now they're looking at making another run to the finals. And with what the ages they have of uh, Clay and Steph and Draymond, with this young talent, we could see them back to where they were before for the next three years. Right. I just think it's I, I feel fun like to watch the, them play. And the West is going to run through Golden State. Um, I don't know who else is, they're going to be playing in the final. I feel like the West is wide open, and I, but I like the Eastern Conference matchups better. I have more competitive games. Or just yeah, and I, I the feel way like they stack up against. Yeah, each other. I like. I feel like they're going to be better series. The East for once. I feel like the West. I think the Warriors will move on pretty easy next round. And then I'd like to see. I don't know if it'll be the Suns or the um, Memphis well, going against who, the Warriors. Who won the is the Mavs Jazz still going? Or the Mavs, Mavs and Jazz away? game six is tonight. The Mavs are up three two. And Doncic is finally playing, so you know. And and I saw, and they won the last game, and Brunson still decided to score a ton of points. So I don't know. Maybe they'll be a fun team. We'll see what happens. But I'm with you, Mr. Brown. The East is going to be a little bit more, uh, I, I think, competitive uh, matchup wise, or at least style play. That and uh, you know, but, we get to hope Biggie's Doc Rivers led Sixers blows another lead. <laughs> that that itself is entertaining. It'll be. Uh... <laughs> Depending on how it finishes out, the way I called it, you're going to have Suns-Mavs in the second round, and then you will have uh, Warriors-Grizzlies in the second round. All right. I hope, I hope Doc does blow it so we can have a whole, our whole podcast next that, that week will just become Biggie Mania. Yes. What yes, you going to do, eh? Back again. Don't you know? Uh, Woo! I, I say uh, let's take a, a break. We got the NFL uh, draft kicking off here. Uh, the Jaguars. They're on the clock. So let's just let's stop doing the show and actually watch some sports for a minute. All right, Biggie. We've been watching the NFL draft here for a hot minute. We are all the way through the first ten picks, and man, the quarterbacks are just flying off the board. I've never seen anything like this. This is uh, reminiscent of EJ Manuel and Geno Smith being your draft class. At least Geno's still in the league, man. That's, uh, that's true. As about, hey, he could he be might a be starter this year. <laughs> but no, no quarterback in the top ten. I had been asking people that like all off season if there was going to be a QB in the top ten. I didn't think there would be. And then a lot of people thought Carolina might get a little little frisky, a little antsy, and go for one. I saw where. Uh, well, I was listening to DP show and Paulie had a bet that a QB would go in the top. What are I think it's thirteen? Yeah, yeah. So he still got. We're we're on the pick eleven with the Saints who just traded up. So we'll see. Oh, but, yeah, but uh, they they got think- Andy Dalton though, baby. They're not uh, James Winston, right? I mean, you know, you can look half full, half empty, whatever. Me? I'm going. I'm going Andy Dalton, but you know, they're set at QB. <laughs> they they, they, they have depth beyond depth. Uh, the the interesting thing is uh, we, we went all defense in the uh, first five picks, I think. Yeah, we didn't hit anything else until we got to, uh, I think, Drake London, Drake London, first wide receiver off first, the board. First offensive skill player. Uh, that was like, what, pick seven or eight? That was pick seven. Pick seven. Yeah, and we went uh, defensive end, corner, corner, defensive end, offensive tackle at five. Uh, We've had a few uh, linemen go. Yeah. Two tackles went in a row and then a wide receiver. So the last five picks have been offense. The first five were defense. It is weird not seeing a quarterback in the top 10. And it's really weird, too, when there's not a quarterback projected in the top 10. It's like the draft doesn't have the same buildup. Like, can you imagine here in a few years when, unless something crazy happens, Arch Manning is coming into the NFL? 
or well, next year with Bryce Young for Alabama. The buildup's just going to be super unreal. Well, I'll tell you what. You talk about the buildup. What I don't understand is you know Trayvon Walker goes number one overall, which it was kind of a coin flip between him and uh, Hutchinson, but – uh, he wasn't there. He was at home in in yeah. Georgia. Like everybody else has been there, and he he's sitting. Like, he's the number one overall pick, and he's like he hates Roger Goodell already, and he's not even in the league. He was going to do the Elon Musk, and that's why he didn't go. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, I saw this uh, thing today. I posted it in your football group, and it was Elon a fake tweet from Elon Musk saying, "I'll give an extra ten million to whoever goes up on stage and punches Roger Goodell in the dick, and then does a gritty off the stage." Uh, that'd, that'd be all right. <laughs> that's why the number one pick wasn't there. That's why we tune in for the uh, NFL draft is for for moments like that. So you know, I like what they do is they bring out like Make a Wish kids with uh, Goodell, so they don't boo him every time. Yeah, that's, that's it's really nice for those people, but then it's a way to keep him. He gets the initial booze as he's walking out, and then they pipe down a little bit. Is that Tony Gonzalez talking? It does look like Tony Gonzalez, but what's he doing when the... It's like the Chargers? Yeah, when the, the Saints are on the clock, why is he out there talking? I don't know. I don't understand anything that's happening right now. I'm confused. Now. Where's the value, Matt? Why are we talking? I don't know. That's that. Who's that little guy? Not sure. Nah, I'll this find is, out later. I feel like it I'm must missing... be a trade or something. Nah, Oh, it's uh, Austin Eckler. Wow. He's an NFL running back. They're he right. Doesn't... You can't recognize NFL players when they wear a helmet all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, so so back to, to more nonsensical things. One of the questions I asked you earlier is like, would you want to in a, would you want to attend an NFL draft? Now they've taken this thing like a block party and we've saw seen Nashville, Cleveland, and now um Vegas. I would go to Vegas to watch the draft because when the draft's over, the party just begins. You know what they've done when they took it out of uh, Radio City Music Hall? They went from being the draft where all you had were these Jets and Giants fans, Eagles fans that would show up, yeah. go crazy. Just that little Northeast corridor of people. They made it into a national deal where, like when it was in Nashville and they had uh, Tim McGraw and some other people performing, they make it an event. Like, the draft is just part of the weekend. Dude, there's a lot of people here at this thing. And, and maybe, hey, we got another wide receiver off the board. So, the you look at the crowd, and they got, like, part of the boulevard shut. Is that Sammy Sosa? Oh! No. Sosa sighting. It looked like him. Anyway, they got the, uh, they got the crowd really uh, packed in there. I guess they're uh, at the MGM Grand and the Bellagio kind of like that area. Yeah, they were supposed to do a thing when they were going to have it here originally before COVID hit. And they were talking about, let's have the players come over on a little boat up to the stage. That got shot down, of course, but would have been really cool to see. We can do that whenever they do a Florida one or something, you know. I just I think it's cool that they move it around now and where it's like actually kind of a, a weekend event. I see a lot of people. There's this girl who's a huge Dolphins fan that I'm Facebook friends with that I've never met. And she was with a group of people traveling from Miami to the draft, even though Miami traded their first round pick just because it's such an, such an event now. And it's in Vegas this year. It's an excuse to go to Vegas for a weekend, have a little bit of fun. And the nice thing is it's still daylight out there. By the time the first round's over, your nightlife's just beginning out yes, there in Vegas. Yes, You know Vegas well. You know this is just the prelude to better That's things. It, man. I, and, you know, the, the thing that also is amazing to me is uh, the same teams that always have these high draft picks, they'll go to, like, live via the stadium, and there's, like, 10,000 people in the Meadowlands or 10,000 people yep. in Jacksonville. Duval! I mean, just, like, you why know are the you other there thing? for one pick? 
Could they make this walk out to the stage any longer? Like, no. I feel like this is a buildup for a boxer or a pro wrestler where they're just playing his music and he's walk- like, they're twisting and turning. It's, it's a, amazing. Not every pick is the main event, you know? And, and, and at the same token, do we still need as long as we do for them to actually make these picks? Like, why do we have to wait 15 minutes? Or I guess it might well, be 10. 10. They shortened it to but 10. Why can't it be five? You would think that at this point they should make it five. You know what I would love? I would love if it was five and it could be like, uh, remember back in the day, who missed their pick? The Vikings. Their time was up. So the yep. team behind them was like really wanted a player. So they turned their pick in right away. That's how it should be. You should get like 180 seconds to make your pick. And if you don't, the team behind you makes their you pick. You know, we, we say that, but then at the same time, we do a fantasy draft, and there's definitely people that take five minutes or longer to draft a fantasy player. You know, <laughs> I am occasionally behind the times as we get into the draft because I end up talking to people that I haven't seen in a while. You're in the war room. But now, That's if you have four or five people with you, you should be able to make that pick. Right, and like it's their job to scout and research all of this. Like it's it's not the same. It's just I get like that. if you do a draft online for any uh, fantasy sports, you have guys in your queue. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. Okay, I'm taking this guy. Yeah, but then you instantly regret who you take because you didn't oh, have yeah. enough time to research. You because they only give you thirty seconds. I just want to say this: Kurt Warner is a silver fox. He's aged very well. You like you some Kurt Warner? Yeah. Did you ever watch his movie? I still haven't. You got you got our our TV package, and you still ain't watched it. No. Have you seen the new Batman yet? No. What are you doing with your life? I uh, watch the Mariners lose, and I uh, listen to music. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I I get you listen to anything good. What type of music you've been rocking out to lately, Biggie? Uh, everything made from about 1950 to about oh, 1998. Nothing newer than that. No, no 99. Nope. You know what my favorite thing was about the late 90s with rap is how many rap songs had to say what year it was. Yeah, it was like as they got towards the millennium. With like the Y2K. I mean, why, why are we doing the chronic that? 2001? Like, that doesn't age very well now. Yeah. Don't do that. Nobody's going like 2019, baby. They all thought the, the world was going to end when uh, we it hit was, the year Y2K 2000. was real. Yep. Hey, it was going to happen. All right, so... That being said, NFL draft, you'd probably go if it was in Vegas, but if it was in Kansas City, would you go? Barbecue. I'm a fat guy. Right, I like that. What about that. Uh, Cincinnati? It's not far. I would go to Cincinnati. It's uh, close. Pittsburgh? No. What about D.C.? No. Nah. Baltimore? No. i go to Miami. Miami. i go to Tampa. Ooh la la. Dallas. Phoenix. There's some cities that are attractive. So uh, what about uh, Houston? Mm, no dallas yes okay just because it's jerry's world and that's where they'd probably have it dude dallas is a pretty cool city i can't say i've spent much time in dallas only drove through it i've passed through a couple times and i feel uh, like you I, don't know then i would like to stay longer you don't know one side of the town is people in souped up trucks and cowboy hats and the other side of it is guys in souped up tractors and cowboy hats don't in the speed limit in like dallas like 90 well, it's basically don't get in a wreck and you don't get a ticket. Hey, something like that. Like yeah. It's loosely enforced, whatever it is. Hey, our lines are on the clock. I wonder if our uh, lines fans out there are excited about this. Well, they just made a trade. Ooh, Jamison Wilson down. Man, now, they went Jameson, up to get a wide receiver. It flows better than proper 12. That's all I know. <laughs> 
I hope. Uh, I'll say this. Wide receivers are falling off the board here. Yeah, I think that's why they traded up when uh, New Orleans traded up. New Orleans. New Orleans. To 11. They were like, ooh, Olave's available. We've got to go and get him. Now you're going to see a run on wide receivers. I just have one question for you. We kind of talked about this earlier. DP show had that thing. Top 13. Does a QB go? Do you think a quarterback goes before the Steelers pick it? They're at like 19 or 20. I'm not even convinced the Steelers take a quarterback. You think that if, if – because uh, what I heard was Mike Tomlin is just enamored with Willis. Yeah. I mean, and maybe I, – I mean, the fact he's still out there and Carolina didn't move on it, yeah. it makes you think that – like the Steelers, are they going to feel pressure like they have to take the quarterback there? If, he, if they don't have to trade and he falls to him, I think they take him. Uh, here's my question. I don't even know who the – who the best rated one is when's a running back going to come off the board i have no idea i don't think a running back comes off the board in the first round i'd be really surprised in other years you've at least had guys like josh jacobs a few years ago when it picked 24 to the raiders and you expected that but there's no saquon in this draft that you're just thinking is going to go right now i mean what just not draft any running backs now you know they're all just throwaway positions anyway Everybody treats him that way. Let's just not draft him. The guy that I am looking to see where he goes is Jordan Davis for Georgia. Athletic freak. The biggest guy out there. He runs the fastest, and he's the best player he, he's on due. defense of a national he's champion. He's due coming up here. He's like Aaron Donald 2.0. I know that's really high praise for a guy that has never played it down in the NFL, but I just feel like all these teams that pass on Jordan Davis are going to really regret it. Dude, our uh, friend that we hooked up with uh, during Super Bowl week is back out in Vegas. Um, well, Darren Smith from KC. I saw that. Yeah. You see who he's with? Oh, I have not. He's uh, with Ice Cube and Pac-Man. Well, that's one hell of a weekend in Vegas or at night. Uh if you look through the top top 25 players projected as far as uh, best player on the board, there's not a running back in. I mean, we're at pick, what, 13? So that's no first-round running backs. What, who's the highest-rated running back? The highest-rated running back I, I'm, is I'm – I'm just curious. I'll we have to look it up because second. it's so bad. Uh, let's, where's Google? This is the, the crack research you get from We Don't Know Sports. Uh, running back draft. All right, let's see. Brees Hall. Yep, Brees Hall of Iowa State. Right. I mean, I, he's a stud. Kenneth Walker, the second Michigan State. He had some killer games this year. James Cook, Georgia. Isaiah Spiller's the guy you were talking about earlier, Chad, Texas A&M. Yeah, they got, he's slow. But yeah, if you look down through these names, there's just not anybody that sticks out to you even for a second. Now, one of these guys will end up being a stud, but I'm uh, not sold on him. I don't know. Brees Hall's pretty good. Maybe he, he could be the next David Montgomery. You never know. Iowa State keeping the running back tradition strong. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ryder, Matt Corral, Sam Howell. Of those five, they're the top five rated quarterbacks. If you had to pick one of those five to still be in the league in six years, who would it be? Malik Willis. Okay. I, I said that earlier. Malik Willis is going to be the guy that some – I don't even think he plays right away. You know, he, he'll be a guy that – I don't know. I'm not even confident in that, though. You know what I mean? Yep. For some reason, I like Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. 
Like he has the athleticism to be a guy in this league for a while. He's going to be like a Marcus Mariota where he's still in the league and all of a sudden, how is he a starter again after seven years? Hey, all it takes is a big bad contract for Matt Ryan to get dumped to another team and you'll get desperate, I guess. You know, the, the, the biggest thing about us sitting here talking about this draft is the fact the draft went from being Saturday and Sunday on ESPN. It's Thursday. It's primetime television. Dude, they, it's a they show know in what itself. They're doing. They know what they're doing. Even when we had the pandemic, like they're like, no, we're still doing yeah. multiple days of an NFL draft. Like they could have just posted the results, but nope, nope, nope. We're gonna have like people in their kitchen. Yeah. And Bill Bill camera crews out and then the first two or three rounds, there were still everybody was in their own home. You were interviewing them over Skype or Zoom or however they did it. You had Roger Goodell and his uh, bowl of jelly beans you or whatever. You had the weird stuff going on at Vrabel's house. Yeah. Like the guy in the bathroom, like just leaving. Yeah. I don't know what the hell that was happening about, but that, that was that was something. But I mean, that's the NFL for you. That's hey, why they well, print their own money. And now we're in Vegas. Who knows what we don't get to see? Yep. But uh, I uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say I sit there and watch all four days, man. I know there are people that do. And I said this to Mr. Brown earlier. I'm I'm just apparently not that big of an NFL fan as some people, man. These The people that show up to the draft, like this is an event. It's like going to a Super Bowl. It's like going to a game. Well, you know who would go to the draft every year if they could? Bonehammer Bruckle. Me and him used to sit down and do mock drafts together. And we do fairly decent for our first round. That's all we do. It's hard to project trades. But me and him would actually get together for the draft. We'd have a couple beverages. We'd order a pizza. And we'd watch every pick through seven rounds. But that was back when it was two days. Yes. Before they switched it. Right. And that's you know, a little bit more management. And, it and we get into it. We and know, it would start at like noon on Saturday. Like we do mock drafts where we'd argue over who our team should be taking. He's a Vikings fan on Patriots. Is Yeah, hey, he'll never be there in the fifth round. What are you even thinking? Yeah. You know, that was way I, I've too I've never deep. done a mock draft, man. I, I, I just don't care enough. I don't know. I just – something in me thinks that I could be in that position and do well at you it. you see Mel Kuyper and his line main and you're like, it can't be that hard. If, well, if Mel Kuyper can do it, anybody – Mel Kuyper – getting a fight with the Colts organization back yeah, in the early 90s. I was going to say, he's famous for that and the fact that it got out that – uh, Mel Kuyper? If your agent's willing to throw some money his way, he'll start moving you up his mock drafts, which ends up moving you up in the draft. I mean, imagine having that type of stroke, man, just like yeah. – well, you want to be – all right, Baker. You want to Todd be number McShay, one draft now, pick? My, my favorite draft guy ever has been Mac, Mike Mayock, and then he got a job as a GM with the Raiders and right. just didn't go well. So knowing what you're doing in the draft and projecting guys in real life, com completely different. Absolutely, because you're playing with the house money. It's not your money. It's damn right. Uh, all right, well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up and call it a night on the draft here. We're going to sign off without a quarterback being taken. There's no Joey B in this draft. There's not even a Herbert or a, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm starting to wonder if there's even one going to go in the first round now. What Dak go fourth round? Yeah, there's no Dak in this draft either. No, I and and that's the thing. Like we, it's really the 2013 draft. You know who's in this draft? EJ Manuel and Geno Smith, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> but Trubisky was a top five pick. I know he's top five. But look where he is. He's Played a starter for a, out, for a playoff back. contender. All right, Mitch Trubisky's a bad – Sam Darnold. A swamp monster is uh, – He's proven starting to not quarterback. be good. He's not any good, though. They, hey, he's good enough for them not to draft a quarterback. They're going to trade <laughs> for saying. Baker Mayfield. 
<laughs> that's the only thing that's disappointed me so I mean, far. No trades. Debo so Samuel, Debo Baker Samuel, Mayfield. Yeah, they're telling us all this cool shit that was going to happen, and, and then, then none it of it happened. Yep. Like Debo and the and the Jets. They were. Can you imagine Debo? I went out of San Francisco. All right, you're on the Jets. Yeah, baby. Congratulations. <laughs> it's being like that reporter we were talking about earlier. Debo, welcome to the Jets. They've lost a lot the last few years. Have fun. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're not they're not propping these guys up these early picks. All right, the Eagles. Any chance they take AIQB? No way. They are all in on Jalen Hurts. You got to be right. Yeah. What do you take if you're the Eagles? All right, Mister Mock Draft. They need help at corner. You think they go defense? They should. How do you get to be these guys on stage? And and it, who are the people handing out the hats as the people make the two mile walk from the gallery into the stage area well these have got to be like local high school athletes yeah, bishop gorman that's a vegas school right there he's got the georgia patch on there is that g for gorman gorman you would know yes hey they are a hey, high las school vegas student athletes high school powerhouse bishop gorman i bet they're getting nil money dude they send a lot of kids to the uh league that sends a lot of kids to the pros <laughs> Uh, I just want right. to see this one pick. They're not. They're not showing the pick. They're. They're going to make us talk to these kids that nobody cares about, and it's blah blah blah. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Oh, uh, they took your boy. They took your boy. Who was your still the draft? Jordan Davis. He's an eagle. Hey, defense. I was on the right side of the ball. All right. Well, there you go, Big Biggie Thomas. I am glad that he went there. You know, I don't know why. We'll finish with this. I'm really excited right now that he went to the Eagles because I thought for sure he was going to go to the Baltimore Ravens at 16. The Ravens draft, they kill the draft. They've done it for and that's always were in 25 years an interior ago. Interior lineman that's and just killing people. He's their next like Haloti Nata or whoever. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I am Tony happy Saragusa. that he is not in the AFC because he's going to be a dominant Pro Bowl player. Mm. All right. Well, we made it halfway through the first round almost. This is a good, good as time as any to, to stop. I don't think people want to hear us dissect like pick 21 or anything like that. But, uh, man, it's been fun, and we'll see how the rest of it shakes out. And uh, <laughs> you know what? We'll, uh, we'll call it a night right there. Biggie, you have a good weekend, brother. And uh, you going to do anything fun? I don't know, man. Well, you got baseball. Is it still going on with the kids? Yeah, baseball through uh, tomorrow. Saturday's actually an open day as of right now. But wow. uh, the church is having a cleanup day inside and outside. They got some pews to move out of the gym. Going to go over, help them out. And then hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, we can start running some open Try, gym. Trying to get your foot in the door, literally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I was if I was not working, I would come help you just so we can play some ball. But uh, speaking of, man, are, you, are your kids – on their losing teams, still loving playing sports. Oh, hell no. If I didn't have a rule in my house where you don't have to play next year, but you don't get to quit, both my kids would have quit. Between the two teams, uh, the middle school is 1-10, and 10, I believe, and the high school is 1-17 or 1-18. All right, so they make the Cincinnati Reds look good. I'll take that. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for letting us invade your ears once again. We'll be back same time next week. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next time. And... Bye-bye.